This episode of the Savage Snowflake podcast is brought to you by Boundless Technology. Boundless Technology strives to advance in the cannabis industry by creating innovative products with portability and stealth in mind. Aiming to deliver an affordable, efficient and straightforward experience for the consumer, Boundless offers an alternative to the traditional joint or water pipe. Enjoy the taste, smells and effects of cannabis at lower vaporization temperatures with Boundless Technology products. Use coupon code SAVAGE for 10% off all Boundless Technology products at bndlstech.com. Follow Boundless on all social media at bndlstech. And if you want to show your support for the podcast, head to patreon.com forward slash savage snowflake to donate as little as $1 a month. All right, savages, let's get to it. Savage. What's going on, savages? Welcome to another episode of the Savage Snowflake with me, Jeff Leach. Uh, joining me today is probably the brightest, certainly the brightest, most um, trippy, and one of the loveliest and most positive guests I think I'm likely to ever have on this podcast. Uh, you may have seen him on America's Got Talent recently. He went up in front of the judges, roasted all four of them. It seems like only the Brit got it, or one right. of the Brits. Um, and uh, and it became an overnight viral success on YouTube as well. It blew up with millions and millions and millions of views. On top of that, you might have caught him on Comedy Central's Roast Battles, Jeff Ross's Roast Battles, where he stormed through one and one of his rounds. I think he got to another round there, and then and second round. Did you win the second round as well? Uh, I lost in the quarterfinals. Quarterfinals show, yeah. lost. Um, but had such a huge impact on that, and is also a huge part of the live shows that go on at the Comedy Store quite regularly. He's taking part in lots of those different battles, uh, and also just being in attendance, keeping everyone amazed and amused by your beautiful appearance and your, oh. and your hilarious jokes. Um, it's Mr. Alex Hooper. How are you, Alex? I'm wonderful, Jeff. Thank you for having me. No worries, for, What a beautiful intro that was. We got tea, I said nice things, and now we fuck. Anyone, <laughs> <laughs> anyone who doesn't know me is already like, wait a minute, you just said he was super nice and really positive, but then everything I you introduced me was a roast thing. It's just like... But this the, is the thing. You bring a very unique approach to roasting that you're mean, but it's mean in a kind of sassy yeah. flamboyant like you know I'm I'm a magical butterfly and if you want to fly in my path then you're going to have to take the beating of my wings yeah kind of thing. I'm, that's a very good way of looking at it like it's my way of being I, I try to be silly over yeah. anything else and the ro- it's such a nice paradox within me because I am just I, I try to be this positive inspiring beautiful creature that's just dropping bits of joy everywhere I go and yet there's still this dark evil in me from like that be, why I became a comedian and I get you it out you wouldn't be able to be a ropes. comic without that darkness exactly. surely right right I think you've also, um, people who don't know you as well, I should sort of preface the the background. So we met um, out here on the live scene. Mm-hmm. Alex, first of all, was one of the only comedians in the whole of America to ever truly um, help me out when it came to live gigs. You know, when you come to a new country, you're trying to find out, all right, well, where are the good spots to go to? A lot of people say they'll help you, and then they don't. Because either they're worried you're going to take work from them, or they don't like the look of you because you're six foot four and have you know skinny jeans and overt jewelry normally on. And yeah, I mean most Game of Thrones characters, I wouldn't just give all my booking there you go, knowledge there you to, go. but except the excellent ones. Um, <laughs> and but then yeah, you really came through, man. You like first of all provided me with a whole list and said, look, here's some lovely gigs I love doing. They're good people. Hit them up, and a lot of those result in nice spots for me when I first got to LA, and I was Good. very grateful for that. But on top of that, you're I don't know, man. 
you're, you certainly, those of you who aren't watching the YouTube video, I encourage you to do. All the episodes are now uh, live on, uh, sorry, up on YouTube, video format as well. But you're very brightly dressed. Yeah. With disco tops, with little disco balls all over it. Um, you've got colourful leggings on, a beautiful moustache that says, am I, you know, going to buy you some sweets for the whole family or am I going to rape your children? It's it, it's one way or the other. It's one or the other, but which way is it going <laughs> to be? Which way is it going to go? Maybe both. Yeah, depending on the day. Um, but you have a very strong image. We were just talking about this before we started, you know, that you have a very, very strong brand. Is this how little Alex Hooper used to dress when he was growing up? Was fancy dress part of your mm, stick? No, I was like sweatpants and just whatever, you know, brand Looney Tunes character t-shirt my mom would buy me or whatever. I just, the last few years, I started going to a lot more festivals and I started watching the way that people express themselves through clothing and it was never something I cared about. But then I started- you started really, taking drugs, Alex. Uh, I mean, I've been taking drugs for a lot longer than I've been going to festivals. <laughs> but it definitely helps when you just go, oh, if I am- Unrestricted. If I can wear whatever I want, yeah. then why, why, why don't I put some more color in? Why don't I spice it up and become kind of this like, you know, weird kind of character, I yeah. guess. Yeah, almost, yeah. I, almost like an, just a hyperbolization of myself. I feel like you're the, um, you're like a, a hip hop rapper of comedy. I like that. Because that's why that's why the biggest look. Look, yeah. look, at, look at like, you know, your little Uzi Vert and your trippy red and sure. your little Yatty and your little pumps and your little Zans of the world. Yeah. Even little Dicky, someone who's got legitimately decent, you know, rapping ability and musical ability, still looks, he, he, his whole shtick is he's saying, I'm dressing as a character. I get to be something different. Yeah. And that's I, what audiences want in America. I think comedy, like, I mean, I wanted, you know, I wanted to be a rock star. I feel like I wanted to be on stage just playing for... 70,000 people can't play any instruments, can't sing all that well. Yeah. So how can I be a rock star? But Become a guitar st- tech and just fuck their offshoots. I mean, that, I mean, that would have been, a, that would have been a good idea. It's like, I'm sorry the guys are passed out in the back, but I'm here. Exactly. <laughs> um, oh, you love Queens of the Stone Age? Well, I happen to guitar tech for them. You yeah. want to see, see the tour bus? How about I check your levels? Well, and then you're balls deep in hepatitis C. Mm. Loving life. Sounds, sounds like a pretty good plan to me. I <laughs> like this. I understand what you're saying, though. It's a, it's a, a freedom... The aesthetic freedom spills over into your creative freedom. Yeah. I think at a certain point, you just kind of stop giving a shit about what people think about your clothing. Now, here's the thing. Am I wearing this in everyday life? Like, no. Not not as often. Because honestly, I don't want just people staring at me while I'm in the grocery store going like, what the hell is wrong with that? You know? Yeah, I don't yeah, always yeah. want to be noticed. But if... I've I'm, never... I've actually never seen you not in a pair of brightly colored leggings... And a top, but then I always see you in a comedy environment generally. Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing. It's like anytime I'm making Instagram videos where like I'm slacklining or like doing like you you know pug yoga weird shit like that. We're gonna get onto slacklining <laughs> and pug, yo- pug yoga. If that As confused it, you, just wait. I was gonna say if the list of weird things hadn't got long <laughs> enough, pug yoga and slacklining are two of your biggest loves. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you're saying that you have to have that downtime as well, where you switch off from the character. Yeah, very much so. And the thing is, I don't even wear all this stuff on stage all the time. Because I want right now, if you are coming specifically to see me and you know that this ticket is for Alex Hooper and that's why I'm calling you to see, yeah. then I would I love wearing stuff like this. But if you don't know who I am, I do, as much as I want to wear this stuff, I don't want you to be distracted by the actual comedy that I'm doing. Well, you've just been doing a whole load of shows with uh, Carl Kinane, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we just went on a little stretch together. And when you've been doing opening up for him, I'm assuming, are you wearing the bright colored outfits or no? not? No. 
Nope, yeah. I'm totally just wearing. I'm wearing like jeans and a t-shirt and stuff like that, and with a giant because, picture of a baby with the eyes of vaginas on the t-shirt. Maybe. Yeah, obviously. I mean, we all shop at Target, Jeff. Um, <laughs> but no, because especially I was opening for Kyle, right? Yeah, yeah. So I can't be like trying to steal the show in any way. My job is to go out there, have a good set, and set him up. But the show is his. If it was flipped and I was headlining and I was the one selling out those clubs, oh hell yeah, I'm getting weird, See, man. I'd still go up in the outfit because I think I think. It, in, uh, certainly as a performer, it's, it's, it's that duality, isn't it? It's a bit of a, a, a knife's edge because we were talking again just before we started about the last time I saw you perform live was at a venue in Venice, sold out room, and I've always seen you aesthetically um, dressed this way and as a crazy character. I saw you on the comedy roast battles where you were obviously being overt and flamboyant and OTT, which is the right. stick. And there, you did a little bit of that and people fucking loved it. And you had, but then you did some, just some really well-crafted, incredibly highbrow, clever worded jokes and people still were laughing, but it was a bit more like, ah, come on, do the, do the silly shit. Right. And it's like, I was, me and the rest of the comics were in tears because the writing was so good. Oh, thanks, Whereas man. I could tell some of the audience were just like, just. Come on, prance up and down and tell us you're a unicorn. It's- right. Talk more about drugs and all this other stuff. And it's like, I will. But the thing is, like, I just, I have a very broad scope of, like, who I am as a person and the things I want to talk yeah, about. Yeah. And it doesn't always get pegged down into this, like, little thing. And that's, I've struggled with that for so long because I do want to wear whatever I, I want on stage. But I also want people to listen to me. And I don't sure. want people just to walk away going, what was that guy wearing? It's like, no, talk about the... Oh, the, the guy with the leggings. Yeah. As opposed just- to the guy with that bit about you know about shopping that fucking made me cry yeah yeah and sometimes i think like but what if i do just start wearing these for like you know little guest showcase kind of spots like 10 15 minutes then will it make me stand out more but will it make me stand out in a way that i want to stand out do you think this is a town la especially and maybe this is true of america where audiences you have to have some element of the ridiculous about you for people to stop and go, oh, here's something different. Let me see what that's about. I think it can definitely help, but I feel like at the same time, you have to know who you are when you're presenting that kind of ridiculous because it's going to take longer for people to latch onto your idea if it's more eccentric, right? And the further out that it is, the less people are going to go, yes, that is for me. Yeah. And I've been trying to really... That you, they need to empathize with you. Yeah, very much so. And so I've been trying to latch on to that festival world. Like, you know, people that go to like Burning Man, Coachella, Lightning, whatever festival you want to put, put it with. I've been trying to latch on to those people and be like, let me be your comedian. I'm yeah. one of you, you know, because they get this 100%. But if I'm, you know, in just some random town in Kansas City or, you know, all of a sudden those people, if I wear this, they're like, well, what the heck is going on with that guy? Yeah, they're going for their gun in the glove box going, this faggot's up here telling jokes. Yep, and I don't like him one bit because I don't think, I think he's wearing some 70-year-old woman's pants, I think he is. Uh, And you're right, I got these in Lincoln, Nebraska from a thrift store from a women's department, so you are 100% right. I'll tell you who was the winner in that scenario, you. Oh, 100%. I mean, the thing that I wore in America's Got Talent, I found that at Goodwill. 
And I think all the time, like, who wore this before me? Like, because it clearly was not for them. Are you talking about the sort of the fur trim? Yeah, the the red sequin unitard. I I mean, that's 100%. It was like some sort of 70s lady dancer. Yeah. And she kept a hold of it for fucking 30 more years in a wardrobe, pressed and dry cleaned neatly. And it reminded her of the time when she used to dance in the big old Varville show. They used to show that, or whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. it was. Do you know what I mean? She oh, used to be I was a dancer just the in Vegas. in town. Oh, the boys wanted to talk to me. Yeah. That's and then you... she found crack, and she you know, got thirty years older, and she lost all her teeth, and she was like, "It's time to give up." Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't eventually sell that for crack. And I now guess, you're but she the held prettiest on. girl in town. That's me. I am. I love it. I um. I honestly, that piece kind of really changed it for me because when I put that on, I wore it at a festival. I was like, "Oh, I can wear whatever I want." Like, this feels good. This is, like, form-fitting, and it's silly and kind of crazy. And that that was kind of a piece that, like, started really changing it for me. And then I was like, oh, I can be a character in Roast Battle instead of just myself. Oh, it doesn't really matter what I do in a roast persona because I have this persona now that I can put it on. And then it's not so much me. I'm not being mean to the person the character is yeah yeah i mean and people will look at that however they want to because some people are like well that's kind of a cheap shot of you just a way for you to be mean but at the same time it's it's way more appealing than just me as straight white male alex going oh well you know why i think you're ugly because yeah, yeah. you know no i agree with you it's funny that you tie it into festivals like your love of festivals ignited this kind of spark for the flamboyant and the individual um, because I used to DJ and produce and go to lots of music festivals. And I'm not going to lie. Oh, cool. I didn't I spent DJ. Yeah. a good... Oh, dude, yeah. Like, for Ministry of Sound and Island Records, I used to make remixes for, predominantly for them. Um, I have in my wardrobe right now, I'll show them afterwards, uh, a pair of dark purple, but with these glittery, like, stars all over them. Oh, yeah. Skin-tight leggings that I got from a thrift store for, like, two quid. And uh, well, that's like that's like three of your American dollars because we're still uh, <laughs> yeah. well probably four now because uh, isn't the isn't 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 the, the the dollar even weaker right now? I think not I, according to the gov- uh, the government. Not yeah, to the I don't president. know. I know it's, it's it's always better than some place and always worse than others. So, but I got it for a couple of quid, and we used to. But I used to take a lot of drugs, go to clubs every night of the week, DJing all over the place. So for me, walking through East trendy East London. I mean, wearing a pair of leggings and like a big oversized t shirt and a ridiculous pair of shades, and that was. That's what I'm wearing today. I remember walking down topless down uh, Brick Lane in a pair of skinny jeans. Uh, sorry, a pair of skinny um, uh, leggings, leggings yeah. and a pair of these Doc Martin boots I used to wear everywhere. Just drinking beer and doing ketamine. And we just hung out the whole day on Brick Lane. We're just partying, riding bicycles around, getting kicked out by security guards. That sounds like a pretty good day. It was a fucking good day, man. But then as soon as... I think um, in the world of comedy, and correct me if I'm wrong, there might be two facets... There's one side of comics that are like, uh, don't be too extra, all right? It should be just about your jokes. I felt that in New York. As soon as I arrived there, cut off sleeveless shirts I used to wear and all the rings and stuff. Sure. Immediately got shit from comics. They were just shit talking to me. Uh, oh, what the fuck are you? Are you auditioning to be in a fucking NSYNC? What's going on? Blah, 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 blah. And then in LA, now I've arrived and I wear a lot more just kind of black t-shirts. I still wear rings and stuff, but I've toned it down a huge amount. Out here, it's almost like, yeah, you look like 25,000 other people. Yeah, I mean, there is that. I mean, so I, I always wonder, though, like, I mean, why would anyone tell you, hey, we don't do that here? Like, what do oh, they insecurity, care? insecurity. That's, yeah, insecurity. exactly. Like, yeah. why? That's the only reason why they would say, hey, Jeff, we don't wear that kind of stuff here. It's about the jokes. Because they're worried that all of a sudden you are going to be the focus, yeah. right? You're the, no matter how good their jokes are on the show, they're going to go, but what about that what about that hound-looking dude? It's you know? attractive, though. It's an attractive. They they pitch it in such a way that's very attractive. 
you know, when like the especially in New York for the first two years of my stand-up career out here in America, it was very attractive to be the everyman comedian. You want to be a comedian's comedian. You want to wear a plain black t-shirt, pair of jeans that you don't give a fuck about, and that's it. And just tell you gags, and that's what it's about. You got to be a Louis or a George Carlin or right. But even those guys still have like people forget that like Louis's aesthetic is part of his brand. You know, yeah, black like, t-shirt. Oh, I, I don't care. That's who I am. I'm the guy who doesn't care. He like mm-hmm. talks about it every fucking time. No, no, no. There's no, there's no warm up. There's no, no applause. Let's get into it. Let's just do it. That's how most of his specials start. Yeah, for sure. And it was the, and even in that, he's like, I'm a bald, fat, middle-aged ginger guy with a fucking, I don't give a fuck about how I look, but you're going, yeah, but you're still selling that as a brand. That's your brand. Yeah. 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 That's the thing is, this is, it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard sell to like want to wear this in front of people that don't understand why I would wear something like this. And that's why I always struggle with it is because like, will you still listen to the jokes that I've worked so hard on if I'm wearing this? Have you ever, have you ever thought about just going, you know what? I just remove it all, just remove it all and just strip it all back and go, just go. Do you think that would make you, would it A, make you, uh, have even more success in your comedy career or less? And B, would it make you happy or, or sad? Do you think? Strip back which part? The clothing part? Or the, like. Yeah, the, I mean, you know, just everything. Because it's not just the clothing. I think that the yeah. embodiment of what I, if I had to put, do a tagline for you, it would be, um, you know, the, the America's most bubbly, bursting Crayola of comedy. Like it's. There's it's nothing a part of who you that, are. It is part of who I am. So there's nothing I can do to change it because that is what I'm trying to get fans to appeal to. Like I want people to go, oh, I should have fun all the time. I should wear whatever I want. I should choose to be happy instead of just like, you know, living in a river of my own shit all the time. I want people to see me and go, oh, he's just silly. Like he's loving. Like why can't I put more of that into the world? And, you know, if we, that- We're a generation who takes ourselves too seriously, 100%. Oh yeah, well, because everything we do is immediately goes online and we go, but do you like this? But do you like this? Yeah. Do you, we don't have time to think for ourselves anymore because as soon as we put something out- thumbs like, up do I get for this outfit? If it doesn't work, fuck it. I get rid of it and I change and I get whatever the latest thing is. Yeah. And you know, I'm very lucky that- my girlfriend and her friend, they make clothing. They like, this is homemade, you know, and stuff like that. So they make this kind of stuff. And then, so they put me in all these pretty clothing. And then I just get to be the pretty little girl that runs around in pretty little clothing. Did she make you wear it in the bedroom? Oh, I wish. No, she won't let me wear anything. It's so lame. I gotta have like sex naked, man. She's, <laughs> not even, she, she's like, even your socks gotta come off. Like, what? My socks? But my feet are tired and I, cold. Yeah. Let let me, be can snuggly. I at least put them under the blanket? She's like, no, you must be exposed. Um, so you're a power bottom then. I mean, don't lie. I shouldn't say that, but yeah, totally. Hey, look, we've all tried pegging. It's all right. Isn't mm-hmm. it? <laughs> I got the good hair for it. You can just go, oh, <laughs> hello. I um, I don't know, man. Let's talk about the Americans Got Talent thing because that's obviously a place where you went in full force. Yeah. that That's something that I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but reading all the comments on the YouTube video of your appearance, which, by the way, guys, you can see. And how many fucking millions of views have I got now? Dude, I mean, between all the places where it is, like it's, 20 million. Yeah, I was going to say, it's tens yeah. of millions of views. Man. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not a small, you know. Yeah. That's what you, you're, not quite, you're not quite at Eminem's new release level. No. But you're not far off it. 
And I, pretty, I'm pretty. I I was stunned how fast that thing just spread. Yeah. I was like, and I was glad because I didn't know what that was gonna look like. When I I spent two and a half months going like, are they even gonna air that? Yeah, yeah. Why would they air it? Like, because if you ask anyone what happened in that room, <laughs> if you ask any audience member, any anybody, I died up there. Like I died an extravagant death. Like I went down fighting. But then when I actually edit came out and everything. It was very much in favor of me. Which, yeah, but um, I mean, it was highlighting what you were there to do, and which yes. is what you did do. And because you did it with 200% confidence yes. and dedication, you didn't go, start roasting them, and then when it wasn't working, go, oh, fuck, I'll just I'll quickly do a bit of material or something like that. You no, went, no, no, I'm here to do one thing. Roast you, roast you, roast you, roast you. <laughs> Fabulous. That's it. It was just, and, I told myself, as long as you stay poised and you don't break for one second, there's nothing they can do to hurt you. Yeah. Because no matter how they put it out, even if they release it as like, stupid idiot comedian thinks he can talk to our judges this way, even then I'll go, yeah, but it was, it was a character. Who cares? Like, I was just yeah. being a professional asshole. Yeah, I carried know? off the character clearly well enough that you guys all fell for the for the act and that's what it was. Or you, yeah. you took the act as it was intended to be. But what I didn't expect Thanks was the, the conversation that it started between people. Oh, tell that's, me about that. Well, that's what I realized from the comments. And I started getting all these messages of people like, you know, who are these celebrity millionaire judges that are going to judge every single person that walks up? And the second a little softball jab is thrown at them, they retreat and they get scared and they can't take it all of a sudden. And it's like, don't we want our celebrities to be able to be made fun of a little bit? Like my whole thing is that like, I was like a court jester going in to the, to the King and Queen and going like, well, I'm allowed to say this about you because nobody else will. Yeah. You know? And so I would watch people go, you know, a lot of it like from Brit, just trying to avoid um, right balance to avoid being beheaded though yeah I mean yeah I mean I was pretty sure I knew I was gonna get eviscerated up there I wasn't prepared for what 3,000 people screaming at you is way louder than you but think ironically it's be. the one who you would have thought would go after you more Simon Cow, who's notoriously nasty on the show that's his shtick that's his character his brand yeah fucking loved you he loved it yeah which was amazing somebody said that this is the only act in the show's history that got a yes from Simon and a no from everyone else dude that is so they were like that's, that's never happened before that's an amazing achievement in itself yeah I mean that feels really good that he can just he can take a joke he gets it like when people are like this is people are sending me messages like you're so mean and I'm like eh, what are you wa- are you watching something different than yeah. me like Calling someone a big toe, telling them they didn't have a good solo career, like yeah, they're billionaires. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? And I love the podcast. This is called Savage Snowflake because I've been uh, both of those words show up in the comments of my videos thousands of times. Yeah, yeah. I'm a savage, and all of America's snowflakes. Yeah, you know? I think. Um, well, that's what that's what the point of the podcast is that I think it's all right to be feeling and you know to have a liberal outlook and to be maybe a bit more democratic but I also I'm a savage and I'll call out bullshit on both sides of the fence you know yeah Uh, in social and also political you know any kind of uh, facet of life so I do think that as you should I don't like when I don't like getting locked into a side where you say okay this side thinks this way so you have to think this way about this 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 and this this side thinks this way so you can't even take one idea from here and put it over here because that doesn't mix like, you know we're coming up to the midterms and I don't want to I don't let's not discuss politics too much because I'd rather becomes, not yeah. it becomes the entire podcast but uh, just the only thing that is interesting is what you've just said there is very true of me as well that I was very much a lot more left leaning and despite the lunacy of a lot of the right wing, 
I've seen so much lunacy in my own camp mm -hmm. that I'm now becoming way more centralized, way more, almost not libertarian, but almost that kind of outlook that you're all a bunch of fucking nutjobs. Yeah. Problem is, I think there's a lot of left-wing democratic people who are becoming more centralized. The right-wing, they're not becoming more centralized. There's, no. there's a majority that is still just getting further and further and further, especially whilst they're in a position of power. Yeah. And that scares me a little bit for the future of the world, you know. People are scared to let go of things that they where they don't know what the outcome's going to be, you know. And I think that's, that's what it all boils down to. Without talking about either side in either way, both sides have this thing where they're like, it's always been this way, and if it changes... Who knows? It's gonna. It could be chaos, you know. It could be bedlam, but that's so. They're so willing to stick to their ways, and really, we just need a bunch of people to die on both sides that are like. A <laughs> well, they just try. They just send a whole load of you know letter bombs, pipe bombs to people. They're trying. Robert, Robert De Niro got one though. What did he have to do with anything? I know, I know. Well, because he he banned um, Trump and any of his uh, any of his uh, administration from his Nobu restaurant that he owns, or no, all Nobus, because. Robert De Niro has like a, a major stake in Nobu and said Trump is not, not welcome here nor is any of his um I mean I get it that black and cod is real good so, <laughs> it's really delicious yeah. it'd be wasted on a man with tiny hands who can't cut it properly do you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? um, did any of the judges after the show because I know, I know how these shows run I'll tell you why in a moment but did any of them talk to you? Did you get to have a conversation? So not directly at that time, but I ran into Howie Mandel like right before it aired and at the comedy store. And he was so pleasant and supportive. Why and was he such a fucking cunt on the show then? You know, that's what I thought too. And one of my friends was like, Alex, he's playing a character too. You know, he's a family friendly like guy on that show. He's got he's got this whole thing where you're gonna come in and do this, and it's in his mind his character can't like this because Simon's loving his character has to go. No, that's not what's here for this. But the comedian in him was probably going like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I can't believe this guy's doing this. This is insane. But I was very upset by that because I, was too. I think he had a he had a community responsibility as a member of the comedy community. A responsibility that you would, it was good, like the roast was good, yeah. So he should have been the first person to go, you know what? I, that was a good roast. Is this the right program for it? Do I right. think America's Got Talent winner should be someone who roasts people? Do we want it to be about something that can be quite acidic? No, that's how he could have retained his yes, brand, very but much go, so. But as a comedian, I applaud you for having the fucking confidence to get up here and roast us. And to be fair, you roasted us pretty well. Like that, that would have that's. And I, I hope, I hope he's, I hope he's kicking himself for making the decision to I, know, be down on it when. I think I, I mean, he's he was very complimentary, and that's all I ask is that you know because we all did play a character on that, and I didn't ask a proper roast. You do. Ask, you do tell people that you are going to roast them. Most people are not. It's not a surprise. You don't you just know? like hop on subways here and just, you know, hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Excuse me, you fat bitch. Right. <laughs> and why, no wonder you're taking the subway. You never run downtown, would you? Whoa, am I right? Come on, guys. <laughs> Start shitting on crackheads who were passed down the corner. But that's the thing. So I never asked. And so some in, in, in some ways, like I was just kind of going up there and being a jerk. Um, but I'd also. You know, this was a thing I had worked out with producers. Everybody, like, the judges don't know what's coming. The audience doesn't know what's coming. But clearly someone... Judges don't know what's coming? We were assured many, many times that they don't on that Lies, show. lies, lies. They 100% know. They 100% know. No. Yeah, they do. I mean, 100% Simon Cowan knew every single... He knows every single act, what's happening beforehand. He has it literally written out for him. 
I'll tell you how I really? know that. Yeah, Because yeah. we, were, we were told so many times, they were like, the judges have your name on a piece of paper, but they do not know what you are not here true. to do. 100% not true. That's a lie. That's an absolute lie. I did. So I'll tell you the reason why. Um, this is something very few people know about me, actually. I uh, was asked three times to appear on Britain's Got Talent. And this is after I'd been hosting TV shows for a while, and then I stepped away from presenting and started doing stand-up. And that's when, I, about after a year of not being on TV, they, I got these, all these emails. Hey, do you want to come and do this? Do you want to come and do this? And I turned it down two years. And then on the third year, decided to do it because I thought, all right, my comedy's good enough. Uh, you know, I've been doing it long enough now. And, and I, I think I could do well on this. It could be a good, worst case scenario, I do shit and they don't air it. Yeah. You know, or they show a little clip, whatever. And some people go, oh, he's doing comedy now. Best case scenario, it goes well. Anyway, I went up and I did a, I did a, a you know, for whatever it was, five minute performance. And, uh, and it went really well. Audience loved me, gave me a standing ovation. Judges gave me four yeses. And then afterwards, we had to go to another thing where you go get called back in uh, about a week or two later where they tell you, they bring you in groups of four and they tell you if you've got four people who are going to go through to the next round or if you're not going through to the next round. Right. They do it bit by bit by bit. And when we went in, they said, sorry guys, you know, you're not going through. And my buddy who asked, the guy who asked me to be on it was someone I knew from TV. Not a close friend. But he said, like he said, uh, he said, you know, they were. Someone was pleased there was going to be more comedy on it. You know, he was excited you, when you came out to your performance. He said personally, you did very well. Um, so he knew, he knew, hundred percent knew what acts are coming up beforehand. He helped select them in some respect. But he said, uh, he said you didn't, you didn't sell the sob story, man. Like the producers in the room who kept trying to ask you questions in your for your pre-interview. Yeah, you didn't sell it, and I said. I didn't have to. What am I going to lie and say? Oh, I'm really down and out, man. I used to present TV shows, but it's been a year, no work, and this is what I do now. And I just really want people to. I just I'm adopted really, four kids, and they're my, starving in a basement right now. And I just need anything. It's my last chance for success in this industry. Yeah. Instead, they said, "Oh, has it been a difficult year?" Then, but I said, "No, it's been great. I've just been focusing on comedy and developing that, and that's that's all I've been doing. So it's nice to not be on TV as much anymore. But now I want to be on TV solely to be known for my comedy." Like, and they were like. Great. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's that's not gonna sell any fucking tickets. And uh, and they never they never aired they never aired my audition or anything. Yeah, that happens to a lot of people. You know what I was told, yeah. man? About two hundred and fifty people will get yeses across the board and yeah. will never see the light of day. Yeah, and like, which, was, which was a bit. I'm not gonna lie, that was a little disheartening because I was so excited having get got this standing ovation and these four yeses. I was like, oh, well, this is it. Great. Yeah, of course. Even if I only go to the next round, I'll get to do another performance. It airs on TV. Easy done. That means I can sell out some theaters around the UK for sure. And um, it was it was interesting. I think I think it's way more contrived than they than they let you know. I, 100%. Yeah, I feel like because I I don't know. Like I feel like Simon maybe he knew, but I don't. I mean, I think they maybe just knew comedy, maybe comedian of some sort. But I don't think anyone knew they were about to get roasted. Yeah, I who I took it, who took it the worst. Oh, Mel B. She's such sure. a miserable cum. What's wrong her, with her? Her and Heidi. I don't know. Like, there's that's the thing. It's like, what do you? Oh, no one in Heidi Klum and Mel B. Their entire lives, no one has ever said a negative word to them ever. I they think. Put well, them on these that's pedestals. unfair. I think. Uh, I think. Um, Eddie Murphy's probably said a few negative things oh, to Mel B. Oh yeah, he probably has. Yeah, they yeah had when he impregnated her, uh-huh. she had a child, and then he told her she was a piece of shit and kicked her out. And like fucking, I mean, yep, yeah, he did not want to be her lover. Um, that's for sure. Or um, her kid's father. <laughs> he got, he got, he got like a paternity test. He did, he went through the whole thing. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember reading about that when I was writing jokes, and then I remember showing some a couple of producers, they were like, you can't bring this up. You know, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'll play your game and stuff. Because there was a lot of things that I wrote, and they were like, you can't. You were, like, just a tiny bit tempted to get out there and be like... Of course. God, I mean, you know. Of course, but I also was like, I don't want them to go, well, you, we can't air any of that now because you did that. You know, I was really trying to play their little game. And Do it, it for the vine, bro. Yeah, <laughs> right. But that's the thing is like, if it never went anywhere, then who did the, and those jokes didn't go out there and then the audience just hated me, then what did I do this for? Sure, sure, sure. You know, sure. so they wouldn't let me call Tyra Banks, RuPaul. That was a big one. They said, no, definitely not. You can't do that. <laughs> really? I was like, that's a very nice compliment, in my opinion. Yeah, RuPaul looks amazing. I know. I ran into him the other day, actually. Like, oh, just, really? yeah, just dressed. I don't know what his real name is. Um, his real name is RuPaul. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's where he goes by, and he's mostly he lives his life as a man. He doesn't. He doesn't, yeah. doesn't dress in drag. Night. He only does that for the TV show and any appearances where he's booked as. You know, the drag queen. That makes sense. I ran into him in my neighborhood the other day, and it was just one of those things just like, he's so beautiful. He's a very beautiful like, man. Yeah, he's just gorgeous. And that's why he makes such a good-looking woman, I guess. We um we struck up a friendship on Twitter, RuPaul and I, when I was back in the UK. And when I came out to LA to do something, he was like, do you want to meet up? So we met, and we went for a hike at six in the morning. And then, uh, and it was very inspirational. But every conversation you have with RuPaul is very... Um... It all has to be very deeply psychological. Okay. There's no, there's no polite chat. There's no, there's no shit talking or just you know talking about. There's no, there's no, there's no fluff. Yeah. I like a bit of fluff when I talk with my mates. You know what I mean? You want a bit of that. But with him, it's all very much like. So where are you going in your life? And what are your plans? And what are you doing? And where are you? How are you championing this? How are you taking control of that? And it's that depth. Well, no, that's that's a recovered. That's someone who's, you know, still in recovery. Yeah. That's someone who gave up drinking drugs. That was a huge part of their life. And now is like, now everything I do has to be about the greater, the greater purpose and the bigger thing. But I, he, he stopped hanging out with me. I think he, I think, I think we had about three or four hangouts. And I think he realized this guy's not going to suck a dick. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he realized that you weren't going to dress up like a woman. That's what, you know. What he doesn't know is if he'd taken me out twice more on a hike, I would have fucking sucked the shit out of that dick. I mean, I would have done it just on the street when I saw him in my neighborhood. I just had my dogs with me and it's kind of hard to control two dogs <laughs> while you're sucking a dick, you know? Yeah. Surely you just tie the the uh, the dog leads. His is probably big enough. Yeah, I could probably just put them right Slide on there. Slide them on just, the dick. Yeah, that's a good point. Adds they, a little jerking they just motion. Go off in two different directions. <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> that's the fucking hand job I'm looking for. Yeah. I want to get. That's the next time a girl is playing with my dick, and she goes, "How does that feel?" I'm gonna go. Listen, this is how I want you to do. Dude, that's you I know. Remember. You've heard of a tug job? How about a pug job? <laughs> a tug job, a pug job. I love it. I want you to pretend like it's two pugs. Mm-hmm. strapped to my dick running in opposite directions can you do that for me <laughs> oh you're so naughty mister I, I like this should be Asian because I'd be at massage place well also because one of my pugs is Asian so there you go Korean it's, it's not even racist then it's just nope. like, it's just, just factual. factually correct <laughs> um, talk about the pugs you got two pugs yeah you decided alright listen my life isn't strange enough what I'm going to start doing is involving my pugs in my yoga yeah. And then that's not weird enough. What I'll do now is I'll create a calendar of photos of me doing yoga with my pugs. 
And then it sold out. Like, you just had a huge, huge yeah. fan base for this. It was crazy. You know, it's one of those... I saw painted on a wall years ago in Los Angeles. It said, create the things you wish existed. Right? And that always spoke to me. It said, how can I be different? What isn't there it's that, great that I want there? Right? Yeah. So, it's one of those things where I started taking these silly photos of me with my one of my pugs. And she would, like, be balanced on my feet or, like, on my back. And then people were like, this is so funny. We need a book. We need a calendar. We need something. And it's one of those things where I never would have done it had I not so many people been like Alex we want it like give it to us so then all of a sudden you start going through the motions and you start thinking like okay is this a smart idea for me to make a calendar I don't know no one else would ever tell me to do this and I would never tell anyone else to do this but right now feels feels right pug calendar is the fucking way pug yoga calendar is the way yeah and I mean you know it's one of those things where you don't know what's gonna do but you put your heart and soul into it and you put a lot of love into it and just again make it silly and make it fun and different now how much of that money have you put into savings for the pugs because let's be honest they're at least half yeah, that's okay. where all of it went. Okay. Dental work and all kinds of oh, other shit like that. Oh, it has literally that. gone on like what you spent on the dogs. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we spent all of it on like on just their healthcare and stuff like that. I like the idea that your pugs are going to take out some kind of class action lawsuit against you down the line. <laughs> this motherfucker has been robbing us. I know. Years, <laughs> living off of our adorable faces. Well, that's why we couldn't. Like, I did. I didn't. I literally didn't feel right keeping any of the money for myself. I was like, this is pug money. Like, they're yeah. going to need operations or something one day. Like, this will all go towards that um you should have got them like little matching kind of you know you know how every soundcloud rapper as soon as they become successful they drop like 50 bands on a fucking necklace mm-hmm. it's just loads of really gross grotesque diamonds normally it's a a perp cup or something with their face hanging out the top yeah of, of course it's huge you could have just got like a cup you could have just got like one of the pugs with just like fucking muscles and then another one just the sexy body like their bodies still can you know human yeah. But the face of their pug faces, all we're, in diamonds. We're going to do more with it because we sold out of the calendars. I didn't feel like making any more calendars, but we think we're, uh, I think we're going to make greeting cards and that'll be like my new merch and stuff like that is we're going to make like things out of them because we, the thing is the photos are so beautiful and it's like, yeah, they went to this calendar and a lot of people bought it. It was great. It made it onto Ellen, which was fucking insane and yeah, surreal. Yeah, she featured it, didn't she? As the, Dude, the craziest. I'm, I start getting texts one day of like, do you know you're on Ellen right now? And I was like, what are you talking about? And all of a sudden, like I run to a TV, turn it on, and she's holding up my calendar, and I'm just like, this is insane. Nice. Um, Did she buy one? I gave it to her. <laughs> She's a, she is a billionaire surely. I know that's what they were like they were like can we buy a couple calendars off you we might use them in a thing and this was like a, over a month before they actually aired it so I just figured it was dead I was like oh, I'll just give them to you guys I don't you know I don't care I don't need, I don't need your 20 bucks you know it's not your money though is it I know it's not your money to refuse mate it's that's the pug's a good point. money now, but getting on Ellen is what led us to selling a lot more calendars so in the end giving a couple of ways yeah so did that give like a big boost Pug fans everywhere. Oh, yeah. Think about the, the amount of, like, you know, middle-aged women watching Ellen just fucking loving it. And then they see pugs in yoga positions. Adorable. One of my friends, one of my favorite things that was said to me this year after I did America's Got Talent, he's like, dude, somewhere in the Midwest, some woman is ripping your calendar off the wall right now. Going like, I thought he was nice. <laughs> That's not who I thought he was at all. Because <laughs> of the America's Got Talent. Uh-huh. Oh, man. I was like, because it's just, I've had such a bizarre year when you look at my actual like achievements that people have gotten to know me for, you know? And it's all very much me. Like, it's just like, it's kind of this thing of like, you don't know where I'm going next. You don't know what I'm going to bring to you. You don't know what I'm going. I like that. I like watching your, your adventure and your sort of journey with interest because you're right. It's, it's, oh, okay. 
Oh, what's that? He okay. He went on roast battle wearing no shirt, a, a ladies' negligee, and a, and a pair of you know skinny leggings. You mm-hmm. know, which you could see the outline of his cock through. Oh, what happened? Oh, he went on America's Got Talent and roast all the jo- Oh, what happened? He was on Ellen selling pug calendars. Yeah, pug just, yoga calendars. Just weird, weird shit that like it just became part of this thing where like no one can ever tell you, have you to what kill to a man do next. As a you realize that. Oh, maybe. I hope so. I mean, I am a necrophiliac, so this would go hand in hand. There you go. Um, but this, you know, you can never, you have to listen to yourself. Everyone's always going to tell you in comedy, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. But no matter what, no, you have to just go, but who am I? Because that's working for you. But that's not necessarily going to be what my journey is. So what's my journey? I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. But It sounds like the beginning to a self-help tape. I know. What's my journey? I don't know. I'm don't still know figuring it out. But and that's okay if you are too. If you just want to come with me through the cosmos, I'm going to fly you on a magic carpet of pure vibes, dude. Man, I feel you like know. you, we've never done drugs. Well, we smoke weed together, I think, but. Probably. But <laughs> we've, yeah, outside that Venice Underground, uh, Venice Underground show. But, um,. I feel like you'd be a really fun person to take mushrooms with. And people ask me that all the time. Like, I would love to do drugs with you. And I'm just, I'm just it's just like, man, if, if the situation ever comes up and we just happen to be in the same place where that's happening, fine. But I'm not scheduling any appointments. Really? Like, I mean, I feel like we should definitely <laughs> schedule a massive acid trip in Joshua Tree or something. Go. I mean, I love doing that. You know, you know what happens? I'll bring my leggings. When fans know you're a partier, fans want to party with you. And yeah. at some point, I have to be like, guys, like... Yeah, it gets tiring. Yeah, I'm not, you know, like, I'm. it's after a show. It's a Wednesday night. I'm in Huntsville, Alabama. I'm not trying to party right now. Like, I'm not with my friends. I'm with, like, you know, random strangers. I'm sure you've had this before. They'll come after a show. They're like, oh, man, you got to go to this party that my friend's throwing, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. And then you make the mistake of going, and then you just end up in an apartment with three people. Also, the worst like, bit about that whole experience is... The people who were at the comedy show know you're funny and you just did something impressive that that, that impressed them at least. Yeah. You know, maybe you're not I'm not gonna call myself impressive, but people were impressed by your performance, hence why they invited you. This guy's so fucking funny, and then they don't realise that when I'm off stage, I'm like, I'm not gonna come to a party and crack jokes the whole fucking yeah. time. And then they turn up and they go, Hey Steve, Barry, Sandra, check this guy out, he's a comedian. And they're like, Cool. <laughs> Yeah, what, what, why, why, why would not give us fuck? Does he want some casserole? Like we're just we're watching Survivor right now. If he wants to join, it's like what I thought you guys were doing. What parties do you get involved through? That's that's a terrible party. Survivor and casserole. That's the problem though. Is like, yeah, sometimes it's a rave in the woods, and I'm like, this is fucking sweet. But other times, people just are like, are like, oh, dude, you want to go back to my apartment and do cocaine? No. Fuck no. I don't know you. I don't want to just Could you bring the cocaine to my hotel room, leave it, and then go home? And then leave? Yeah. And then go watch Survivor and eat casserole. That'd be great. Sometimes that happens when somebody just palms me some drugs and I'm just like, okay, that's fine. That's cool. Who would you have liked to have um, partied with from the comedy community, living or dead? Is there someone that you think, oh, God, if I could have a night hanging out with them? Sure. I mean, the thing is, like, I would love to do... I would love to smoke pot with George Carlin. I would love to do... I would love, I mean, even though I don't really like blow, it's my least favorite drug of all the ones. It's my least favorite drug that I will do every time somebody puts it in front of me. Um, but Ken- doing blow with Kinnison, I mean, come on. Like, that would have been a fucking... I would have hated that. You would have hated that? Can you can you imagine Sam Kinnison on cocaine in a social situation? I bet he's a fucking, he was a nightmare. Nightmare, I'm like, sure Like, just not a been. nice person to be around. Even most of the people who are his closest friends from comedy have sort of openly said, oh, he just was 
not a good fun person to be around when he was fucked up. Yeah, I've heard that. He went really way too far and just like he he had to, I don't have to be the life of the party. Like that's what people don't understand. Like I I love to like go out and have fun, but a lot of times like I get pretty reserved and mm. I'm like, dude, I'm just enjoying myself right well, you now. You got a lady and two dogs. Exactly. That's quite a, you know, that's a, that's a chilled man like grown up life you know what I mean that's yeah like, and that's the thing is like she's you know she's my festival partner and everything obviously she's my partner in everything yeah um, how did you meet your lady in college we've been together a long time yeah like yeah 10 years first sexual experience was she a first no oh okay uh, pretty early oh though. sorry college because in, in England college oh, we yeah, like no, 16 uni- yeah, onwards yeah no, no university so I was like, oh maybe she was your first sorry, university everybody okay uh, yeah 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 no, yeah. No, college 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 yeah 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 Okay, all right. So you met at college, very just sweet, normal meeting. Yeah, I was. I used to be. I was a very. I was not who I am today. I was very angry. I was depressed. I was bitter. I was. I was very uh, misguided. I had no focus whatsoever. It was the nineties. Yeah, uh, mid two thousands. I'm not as old as I look. Oh, uh, how old are you? Thirty three. I'm thirty four. Well, yeah. There you go. Like late nineties. That's college, isn't it? Wait, hang on. No, because I graduated high school in two thousand three. What you would call college, I graduated in 2003. Oh, wow. Okay, well then I... Yeah, I graduated, so I graduated college in 2008. Oh, shit. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. yeah. All right, same, same, same. But yeah, it's just one of those things where then I just started, you know, I started finding little way, things that made me happy and stuff like that and started shifting my focus. And it wasn't until really like three or four, three years ago, really, that I became this whole like, I'm just going to be happy all the time. I'm going to stop complaining. I'm going to make other people feel good about themselves wherever I go. Like, that'll be my whole agenda. It's I'm just, intrigued by that. Because well, I know this, I'll, I'll, the question I'm going to I'm gonna pose that I'd like to sort of delve into is, yeah, I'm intrigued because... One half of me goes, it's almost borderline insane to consider the idea of just trying to be happy and spread positivity all the world because that's not reality, that's not life. And it's very, you need to have moments of low to appreciate the moments, moments of high. But the other part of me is, um, I can apply this to my own depression and ways to counteract it. I know that exercise makes me feel really good yeah. in so many different ways, not just the physical and make me look good and blah, 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 but it. You know, it releases dopamine, serotonin. It makes sure. me every everything rolls off partly that and sunshine. So, about a month and a half ago, when I or five weeks ago, when I really started working out, it was because I decided to make the decision to not think about it in my head and just do the thing that I know makes me feel good. So when I'm laying in bed and I don't really want to go to the gym, I don't feel Ugh, I hate myself and everything feels very cloudy emotionally. I go, stop, stop, stop thinking about it. Stop thinking about it. Just pick up your bag. Just pick yep, up your bag. Just do it. Walk go. out, get in my car. I'm at the gym. And then within five minutes, I'm in the fucking gym changing room and I'm doing it. And then, yep. I'm not in the change room. I'm just sucking a yeah, dick. Yeah, just doing push-ups. I'm not in the locker room, dude. <laughs> <laughs> within five minutes, I'm in that fucking gym, Alex. I'm in the steam room. I'm fingering a butthole. Yep. He's Albanian or something. I don't know. It's hairy as fuck, but I'm loving it. I'm just in there. Fucking jerking the balls, jerking the balls, not even the dick. There's two pugs attached to his dick, and I'm Ooh. just, I'm fucking, ha- I'm. This must know? be Equinox, right? There's no, <laughs> there's no way this is LA Fitness. You know those, you know those little Chinese balls that uh-huh. you attach. I'm doing that to his they're fucking. Balls, oh, I think they're called. Yeah. What are they called? Oh wait, no, those are the ones you actually put up in you, the Benoit balls. That they, right? Uh, maybe what ladies use to strengthen their uh-huh. like kegels no, maybe those are Benoit balls and the ones that are there's something else when you just like wrap them around your fr- I don't know and they go ding 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 just right up inside you can hear it's like I'm doing that to an Albanian dude five o'clock in the afternoon but my point is there is something to be said for just doing 
and that has an effect but I also think an understanding of the lower times you can't tell me you're always happy you're no always I'm not like, always I'm not always happy and I actually try to put my failures out there too like sometimes like I don't just put my successes out in the world I put my failures out there too but I just realized that if I'm if I'm upset angry depressed whatever I'm feeling I don't need to put that onto other people and some like I'll talk about it with friends or with my girlfriend like my family and stuff like that but I don't need to put out there of just like I'm really pissed off right now I'm really this instead I'd rather my energy go out there to making people feel better not people going wow that guy's really fucking angry something's wrong with him right like everybody gets angry everybody gets upset so it's a conscious decision Mm -hmm. but influenced by what was that self-applied therapy or is this because you've spoken to someone who said hey Alex just try doing something nice when you're feeling angry and see how that works or no it wasn't anybody that told me to do it you know what happened is so in 2016 i was really um at the beginning of 2016 i did this project on facebook where i wrote about a different person in my life every single day and for 366 days it was a leap year i wrote paragraphs about people in my life and put it on Facebook and said, this is why I like this person. This is why I'm privileged to know them. This is why they inspire me. This is why I'm the lucky one to have them in my life. Uh, 365 days and I didn't get one mention. Um, We didn't really know each other that then, bro. (laughs) There's a lot of people that were left off the list. And that's what's crazy is people are like, how are you going to sustain this for a year? How do you know that many people? I'm like, actually... I'm going to have to cut people off. Like, yeah. I'm going to have to have people that I wish could do it and I won't be able I to. I don't want to rain on your parade, but today you made someone feel bad, Alex. I know I did. But you know what? Day 365 was a day for, it just was, Alex's awesome person today, you. And then it was all about, like, maybe I didn't write about you, but we know each other. We met somehow. You're reading this, which means we've met. So therefore, you did inspire me in some way, at least enough, but maybe you, I don't know you well enough to make this That list. one, that was really about me, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it was yeah. one Thank about you. you. Thank I think you. Matt Thank Devlin you. tagged himself in that post. It was like, this is mine. I'm, take, I'm taking this. You know what's but, funny? Jonas Barnes did that as well. He did a did thing about, about comics. Not about just different people, but he went through and I don't know if he was doing it as a regular thing, but I saw a few posts and he did he did one about me. Nice. Which is fine. No, it's fine, mate. Whatever. It's fine. Good enough for Jonas. Not good enough for you. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah, maybe after this That's podcast, nice. I'll just go home and I'll tattoo something about you on my body. I don't yeah. know. Something, something weird maybe on the back of my I leg. I want you to get two pug dog faces on either side of the shaft of your dick. To remind us of the conversation we had here today. Those fun um, jobs. I no, but he he did that and he he was going, hey, this is why I really love this comedian. This is what I think. This is my my history with them. Yeah. Kind of how I met them. Why I think they're great and why you should check them out. And he did that for a while. And I thought that was very nice. People comics, um, certainly in this country as well, in a big way, but definitely in the UK too, are very quick to shit on each other because I. They're so desperate for success. I think they feel that it can't be... Those two things are mutually exclusive. Yeah, and I just realized it's not. We all bring each other up. And the thing is, doing that project changed everything. Because I was like, wait a minute. I'm going to be angry and upset and depressed when I live this life that is so incredible and amazing, that is so envious by... I don't know what percentage of the world if they read about my life they'd be like that seems pretty amazing so then I started going like so then I'm like okay then stop being like woe is me everything sucks Ah, uh, I don't like myself like 
fuck that. Instead, no. Fucking, I'm a beautiful person. I'm I'm made of love. I'm inside and out. I am, there's nothing, there's never been a person like me in the history of this planet. I'm the only one to ever exist. So what do I want to do? How do I want to come across? And I want people to go, fuck, that guy is happy. Almost annoyingly so sometimes to a lot of people. Great. Does it ever annoy you? Huh? Does it ever annoy you? Do you, um, ever, get, do you ever get tired sometimes of it? Of no, being, of being upbeat and happy. Because the more I give, the more love I give out, the more that comes back to me. And all it does is strengthen everything that I believe in. But that's what my favorite thing about when I started going to music festivals, I, I've heard all these people, people like, the world sucks, the world sucks. And I'm like, we're seeing two different things. Because yes, I'm seeing a world that sucks, that is jealous and greedy and callous and Divided. doesn't care. Yes. But then you go to these festivals and everyone gives each other hugs and everyone says I love you and gives each other gifts. That's MDMA, MDMA. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a part of it. The drugs are a part of it. That's what those gifts are. Just little fucking bags of MDMA. Just, there you go, mate. Stick a bit of this in your gums. Oh, I love and then it. you just love on each other for a long time. But that's the thing. Who is like, doesn't want to hug strangers when they're on Oh, Molly? dude. I love it so much. And I hug people in my regular life all day anyway. Because yeah. you know what? Hands dirty. Hugs, sanitary. Oh, really? I mean, think about where your hands are over the course of a day. Think about all the things you touch and all that. Yeah, I scratch sure. my nuts. Sure. Which, by the way, if I give you a hug, unless you're putting your nuts on your chest or on your back, which you might very well. I might. actually wear my I wear my nuts on my sleeve. Yeah, uh, do you? Yeah, same place where my heart is. Yeah, that makes sense. I do like the hobo sack where it's like on a pole. My shaft is the pole, and I just <laughs> sling it over my shoulder and wear them back here. Wrap a little bandana around it. Little <laughs> spotty bandana. Yep. I'm off to find my fortune, babe. <laughs> you and your two little pugs on a leash as you go off yeah, into the sunset. Do one of those little skips at the end and click your heels together. That's how my movie would end, for sure. No, that's um, how it starts. Oh, man. that's the beginning of that's it. That's how it starts. And that's then it's just better. a two hour fuckfest on drugs. Mm hmm. It's like Cheech and Chung, but more about sex and less about marijuana. Yeah, I like that. I'd be into that. What's the freakiest thing you've done? Because I think you come up, you come off like you're a, a, you know, a, a little freaky boy. I am, but not sexually. You're not like, a little freaksy freakster. You don't like to little, little do a little dude, freaky. Crazy I got hit shit? by so many furries and stuff after like roast battle. The tail, and got talent. Are. The tail, yeah. That's just, and that to For me. For the listeners who don't haven't watched that episode, yet, you should watch the two or three episodes that Alex is is in. Because it's worth seeing. It's funny seeing how you do. You did take uh, this uber positive flamboyant character, but then use it in a place where you know, kind of the core value of what's going on there is shitting on your opponent. Yeah. But he wore this kind of furry tail that was clipped onto the back of you, and it was hanging out, and you were swinging it around whilst you were. It's unbridled confidence. Me wearing that on national television just says, oh, this guy's fearless. He clearly doesn't care. Like, if, if go ahead. I'm just giving you the invitation. Roast the fuck out of me. I'm giving you every single thing you could ever want. All the ammo in the world, and I'm just standing up there taking it. Can I know? throw um, an idea your way? Please. There's a, a Reddit thread, um, Roast Me. Mm-hmm. It's a subreddit called Roast Me. And people would literally just take a photo of themselves holding a little thing with, you know, subreddit forward slash roast me. And they just say, hey, I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm so-and-so age. This is what I do for a living. Do your worst. Yeah. I think it'd be hilarious and also a wonderful way, another wonderful way to get people to find out more about you. Because there'll, there'll be tons of hateful trolling meanness. Oh, right? sure. But for every one of those, there's another person who's been watching going, this guy's a fucking lovable lunatic. And then they look you up online, they see the video, they go, oh, he's actually pretty funny as well. Jesus. Oh, maybe I'll follow his thing. I think that could be a really fun a bad way. Idea. To America's Got yeah. Talent roast comic 
wants to be roasted. Oh yeah, and that's the thing. Show is, me what you got, babies. I and I do. I am in a place where I love being roasted because I have been called everything, and I know. And every time I think there's nothing else original that can be come up that can, people can come up with, somebody throws something at me that I am just so floored by. I mean, one of my favorites right now, so much so that I actually put it in a part of my act is that Doug Fager said that I look like every Wizard of Oz character at the same time. <laughs> um, hi. That's hilarious. It's That's true. so good. People are going to have to either Google images or watch the YouTube video to be able to see that of this podcast. Um, but yeah, I can see it. I can yeah. see that. So there's such that that's things that it's never going to stop. I'm going to keep changing. I'm going to keep looking like other things. I think you look like a seventies cop, a seventies movie cop. And also the child murderer they're pursuing. (laughs) I said, when I first grew the mustache, I said, I don't know if I'm the undercover cop or the drug dealer. Like I could go either way, but yeah, I mean, either you're thinking great minds think alike that they do. But yeah, I mean, is there anything that's been said to you on one of the roast battles? Um, either, the live uh, live events or the TV show on Comedy Central that actually after the event you've gone, oh God, yeah. I mean, I know it was a joke and it shouldn't bother me, but that was, that kind of fucking, that fucked me a little bit inside. When I first started roast battling a couple jokes, like I wasn't, I wasn't prepared to like take them yet. So like, I didn't know how to just like brush it off, you know, water off the back, all that. And so like the very first one I did, like somebody said, Alex looks like Two-Face if Two-Face was One-Face. And <laughs> it just like, that's I quite, That's quite I, nicely worded. I like I that. I know. And thank you, Jason Van Glass. And I literally just went. Fuck. Like, I was on stage, just like, everyone's laughing at me. A hundred people are screaming and laughing and pounding the walls because they think it's so funny. And I'm up there going, fuck, 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 that hurts. You know? Yeah. And then you get to a point where you're like, oh, I don't care. Like, please, hit me with whatever you want. Yeah. Because I've hit people... In the end, I think I've hit people way harder than I've been I was going to say, flipping flipping the, uh, the situation. Yeah. What's something you've said, either again on the live or the TV show, to someone else... And you know it's funny, and you know it's going to kill, and it crushed, and it did. But then you, afterwards, you're like, I, I, "That was really fucking me." Like what I just oh, said dude, was really. I mean, I said I, I dropped an f bomb one time, um, like uh, a slur for a gay person. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I don't like Faggot, saying. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't like saying the word anymore. It's not a nice it, word, but it, in this context of our conversation, I'm sure we can say. Yeah, if it was just you and I talking, I would have just, I would have just like said it. It's but just like, you and I, and about a thousand yeah, or two thousand you know. downloaders. That's all. Um, but I used to, I said it, and I said it in this really harsh way, where, like, the joke was there. Hard tea, hard tea, I mate. did. I was like, I said it so hard. I, I, I felt the room go, whoa. And yeah. I was like, wait, wait, What was the whole gag? So I said, there's... You can uh, admit the word faggot, or I'll say it for you. I was you talking like. about my friend Joe Dosh, and I said... Homosexual? Yeah, he's a homosexual. homosexual. And I said, And I said... There's a lot of people who call Joe a lot of things, but there's one word I would never call him talented. And then people laughed at that, and I said, because he is one untalented faggot. Yes. That's but that's funny. You're playing on what on the the meanness of the word. I thought it was hilarious. There's a second layer of the joke, which right. is going. This is a horrendous thing. That I never call him, and then I'm leading. You, you know, it's a pullback and reveal. It's like, oh, there's a lot of shit that people say, but I'm never calling that. One thing I'd never call him is 
But the room didn't things. get what I just did, or they just didn't like They're not like the cleverest audience. I know. They're and not the cleverest audience. Some the, yeah, they, Sorry. But I felt the energy turn on me, and I felt this hatred, and I didn't like it. It was one thing, like, I still don't... What did his little face do when you said it? Oh, I mean, he, he probably... He takes everything just, like, fine. He's such a good battler. Gay men are used to taking it, so... Right, exactly. There's no there's no issue there. I, I He'd been shafted before I did it that day. There you go. It was one of those things that were, like, so... you. you You'd think that I like the punishment. Like, after going on America's Got Talent, like, and knowing I was going to get, like, blasted and everything, you'd think I like it. I still don't. Because my energy is very, like, uplifting. So when all of a sudden Why'd people you do are it? mad at me. I like me, it. Because it's funny. Because, because it's my. No, ch- why do you do it? Why do I do it? Why do you do it? The roasting stuff? Because it gets out a part of me, the evil thoughts that I still have, it gets them out in a constructive a way where I am encouraged to say these things. Whereas in my regular stand-up, I it's can... It's a release for the side of Alex that isn't the uber-positive guy. That very maybe much a little so. bit of that. It's, show, it's the whole thing. So the Facebook project I talked about, in, I did it for a whole year. In mid-December, I get the call from Jeff Ross and Comedy Central saying, Alex, you're going to be on Roast Battle 2. And I went, I just had this moment where I was like, oh, my reward for being so kind and so loving for an entire year is that now I get to be the biggest piece, <laughs> piece of, shit. of shit. Yeah. And this is what a beautiful paradox of like of a situation where now I've be, I've been good. So now I get to be bad, you know? And in a yeah, really there is fun kind of way. Quite a beautiful a beautiful, you know, um, juxtaposition of those two things. I yeah. Think. But that's why I need people like so I want people to find me as a comedian as I want them to listen to my album and stuff like that because if you see me on AGT, you only get a very small slice of who I am and a lot of a lot of that is who I want you to see. This fun, eccentric, like wearing crazy outfits, like silly person, but I also want you to know that like it's a joke. Then inside, there's this dark, sinister man who will call, who'll, <laughs> I'm just going to kill everyone. Who's going to drop an F-bomb on national TV. Yeah. And yet, you look like such a huge advocate of the LGBTQ community. I do now, yeah, for sure. Wait, is that, do I get all the letters? Is there a new letter? Oh, it's LGBTQIA at this point. What's the I and the A? Intersexual and asexual. Intrasexual. Intrasexual. I don't even know what that is. I'm not completely positive either, to be honest. Why is asexual included within LGBTQ community? Because if you're asexual, by definition, you're going, I have zero interest in sexuality. Yeah. Like, I I have zero relation to sexuality of any kind. Sometimes I wonder, like, do they petition to go in there? Or are people like, asexuals, come with us. And the asexuals are like, we don't. They're just adding letters. Yeah. That's a, it's, it's, you know, eventually... Can you imagine the guy who has to buy the web domains for them? Oh, oh What dude. a fucking nightmare. I just like... We got what? An A? An A now? Is what? Fucking cheap. It's, it's taken. It's already it's taken. Not, yep, it's done. So we got taken. that already. Some Chinese company's got it. That's the name of it. I'm waiting for the next one. Like, what's... Is... Is... is you know, P gonna go in there for polygamy? Jedi sexual? pansexual? Jedi sexual? Ah, uh, yeah. That could be. Furries? Could be an F in there. Furry could definitely be in there, yeah. That's a huge community that it does, is not represented. Is necrosexual, is that a thing? I mean, necrophiliac is... Yeah, yeah so would it be necro- I'm necrosexual. Yeah, why is that not in there again? I mean, I'm know? not, by the way. Point, <laughs> like, we, need, wanna... we need to try to... Sp- I said I was, so I have to stand by that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at this point, we're just like... We, we could fill up every single letter of the alphabet and just Th- give that it... That seems crazy to me, though, the idea of adding asexual to a thing that is... 
purely about your sexuality well I guess it's sexuality choices but by choosing not to have any kind of sexuality and saying I rebuke all sexuality oh so you think it's a choice that's what you think Jeff you know you're exactly what's wrong with this goddamn country it is a choice dude man I had a moment recently we (laughs) joked about me sucking RuPaul's dick but I we didn't joke about it I was deadly fucking serious Ru why didn't you call me anymore Um, asked him to do the podcast too busy Ah! what's what's he doing I don't know taking over the world I guess (laughs) I um I I joke about it, but I think there's an element that recently you're in a very happy, loving relationship since college. I'm sure it's been ups Gross. and downs, but oh, it's, yeah. it's clearly strong, right? And happy. Very strong, yeah. I um have had so many shitty dating experiences in LA that I got to a point where, and I shit you not, I genuinely sat down and went, I know I'm hot, uh, like heterosexual. I know I, I'm straight. Like yeah. I, I kissed a hot guy when I was younger and it felt gross and it, there was like a but then also when I was younger I was very much knew what I had to be into you know influenced by so many women around me I always had strong women in my life and I got to a point a while back where I kind of went is there any possibility that if I just found a really sweet guy who I could work out with play video games with do all my fun bro shit that I want to do with my friends you know watch comedy and shit talk you know blah, and then just fuck and find one who's just clean and doesn't fart around me and then you know you're there playing Red Dead Redemption 2 just whoa man this is fucking excellent yeah you want a whiskey yeah sure sure yeah you want to you want to suck each other's dicks alright let's fucking yeah. do it and then you finish sucking dicks and then order some takeout and watch the game that sounds amazing and I yeah. went could I I'm, what I'm saying is I know that sexuality is not a choice I'm just saying for me it could be it could be yeah I mean that's, well, anyone <laughs> can choose to suck that dick that's yeah. for sure yeah that, be, that's gotta, definitely a choice you gotta be a real man to choose to suck a dick as well oh 100% yeah you better be sure of yourself cause I mean I would love like I mean <laughs> I didn't know where that sentence was going no I know I, I, didn't really think it, I didn't really know either I've never I've never sucked a dick I'm definitely I've kissed a couple guys and I'm yeah. not like just for like almost just for fun though like yeah. to be silly like I'm like not like so much making out but just like my friend and I will be at a festival I'll be like come here you and people are like whoa and I'm like hey never never thought about I'm I just comfortable jerking because like I could jerk someone off I reckon oh for sure you could if the money do. was right it's just it's just you need crap. money for it I mean see that's the difference between us I'll do it for the love you if know? I'm gonna if I'm gonna entertain the notion of cock in my life there's gonna be have some kind of monitor I want to be like a sugar baby yeah. I, I mean, that, I need I mean, to be about 20 years younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, that made me a no, I'm a 14. That's yeah, gross. Okay, right, what, are you being sold to an Arab prince? Why does he have dude. to be Arab, Alex? You see? like They, they do I'm, love. I think right now you're allowed to shit on Saudi Arabia without much. Right know, now. Yeah. Right I now. That's so. the time for that joke. That was great topical humor. Right now. It's Thank you. Here. I was just thinking about child slavery. I'm like, what do I know? Well, taken. Yeah, they were all like UAE kind of kings and things. So I am. Um, I'm excited to see what does come next for you. I think there's there's so many. You're in. You're in. Here's the thing that you. I, I like. I, I hope that you take away from our conversation at least is that whichever way you choose to go, whether you're trying to focus more on, oh, I just want people to listen to the jokes and not be blown away by the aesthetic, or if you go, no, the aesthetic is who I am as well. That is a part of who I need to be, and the two things can align and can work together. Um, I think you're a very very funny man and like a very sweet individual. Thanks, brother. You ha- you certainly are living a lesson that I'm trying to put in place in my own life as well quite a lot which is put positivity out see what comes back you know and, and often you're right it is the same thing people like you more I mean well some people don't no some... people still hate me yeah do they I don't think so you know what I have I, I would I talked about 
it's funny how these podcasts, whilst it's a conversation with someone else to learn more about you, of course, through the nature of the conversation, there's often it brings out things that I feel about myself or other people might feel. I do think that I'm, um, I'm well liked by great people in the comedy community. But there's a few people with insecurities who will always want to shit on what you got going on. Of course. Because they're maybe maybe they're intimidated, maybe they're not. Maybe they just think I'm a prick. I don't know. I, but I think do you, don't you find though that a lot of those people disappear over the years because people don't want to work with them either? They do. A, you're right. Yes, a lot of that is karma and it comes around to bite me in the ass. I've seen that happen a number of times quite recently with a couple of people that were just scumbags and yeah. uh, and it was like, "Oh, I didn't have to be mean to you because you put about your own downfall." A. But the other thing is um I think what changes maybe you agree or disagree. As you get a little older and a bit more comfortable in who you are and knowing I'm a good person, I'm a good fucking soul who helps people out and tries to better everyone. I want everyone to succeed. I think that's the way to get ahead is to definitely find other comics that you want to help and help them and put each other in shit and do things because you're all going to become more famous, look at the fucking and more successful and be able to do the thing that you love as a consequence of that and, and, and earn money from it rather than, you know, struggling to pay rent every month. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I realized is that at the older and more secure in yourself you get, I have always been a people pleaser and always worried about what the worst person in the room thinks about me. So even though there's 12 nice comics around the table going, hey man, you're fucking great. Man. Like, hey, come to my thing or do this. That's not who I'm worried about. It's that fucking asshole over there or that fucking always. bitch over there who are just like, oh, fuck Jeff Lee. She's oh got all the rings and the outfit and he fucking loves himself. I'm like, I don't actually. I talk quite openly about how much I loathe myself, but you never had a conversation with me, so you'd never bother to find that out. But that's the person that twists up inside my head. And that was my own insecurity. That's the comic mentality, though. Is, you know, you, you're in a room of 200 people. You're killing with 199. And you're looking at this one guy who's just like... Yeah. Uh, and you're like, why? Why? Yeah. And then you find out he's deaf. And you're like, fuck, I'm the arsehole. <laughs> yep. I, mean I, would ho- I hope he's deaf. Because, oh my God, I've had that guy way too many times just staring at me. Uh, but you're right. That is a, it becomes a focus for us. It's a, a desperation to be liked by everyone. But yeah. I'm, I'm finding more and more as I get older. And you sound like you're doing the same thing. Because you're going, I want to create the thing that isn't created yet. And if there's an audience that loved that thing, that's my audience. Yes. Rather than going, no, no, no. Let me cut my hair. Let me put on some more, you know, normal clothing. Let me, let me make sure I'm, I could get my Netflix special, you know, that I look like the rest of the guys on the lineup. Right. Instead of doing that, you go, no, 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 no. I'm going to do it Alex Hooper's way. Oh yeah, dude. If you told me right now you want to shoot a comedy special, but like, yeah, let's do it outdoors at a music festival, and everybody would say that's the worst place you could ever do it. I'd be yeah, like, yeah. not for me. Yeah. You know, sound might be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You'd have to. You'd have to individually lavalier mic every single member of the audience so you could hear their laughter and stuff but then you'd be able to hear the things they're saying too yep oh that'd be a fun special wouldn't it hey we see the tip of his whisper whatever you want we're looking we're gonna listen to all of it yeah (laughs) we'll insert it after the jokes like here's what people are saying about that one there's a tv show in england called um goggle box and the premise of the show is all the shows during the week that the nation has been watching Uh, britain's got talent uh the voice um, drama series, whatever they, they get these big characters who are normal, normal people, but the you know a couple of hillbillies in a trailer in a trailer park, or it would be in, in America, or you know a couple of two two people off the hills, a couple of poncy bougie celebrities, or a couple of working class you know blue collar yeah. Jer- Jersey boys, and they sit them down, they watch the shows, and then they cut together their chat and response. So we're watching people watching the shows that we loved. 
uh, or we've we've enjoyed over the course of the week. And they don't show all the clips from the show. Yeah, obviously. that's fun though. Little bits, and and that's a kind of that'd be an interesting concept. The idea of you watch a show listening to what the audience's reception is of a comic on stage. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like Jimmy Kimmel having the people read the mean tweets about themselves. And yeah, stuff like yeah, that. yeah. Just like, hey, let's just show that we don't care. You know what I mean? But they all care. Oh, I mean, you have to care a little <laughs> bit. I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, 95% of the po- of the comments on my, on my AGT clip are positive. And there's 5% that are just like... Fuck, you're all fucking stupid. This guy's an idiot. Fuck that. A few F-bombs dropped there, I imagine. Oh, lots of them, for sure. But that's the thing. It's just like, I just... Honestly, I like those even more. I'm like, I have fun with them. When people don't like me now, it fuels me. And then they, when they, because I'm like, wait, you don't like me, but you're going to write a two paragraph reason why you don't like me yeah, and the tro- put it online? That's the nature of trolling. I know. No it's one, so no funny. one trolls people who are doing something with their life online because they're outliving their best life. Right. No one's going to their job and going, oh, I just made a fucking, you know, $200,000 today on big deals and going home to my beautiful wife and my amazing children and my really loyal dog. And then on the weekend, we're going to the Hamptons to go and play yeah. golf and sunbathe. They're not on their but laptop. But first, <laughs> let me write a comment about Alex Hooper on YouTube that yeah. no one's doing that. I love the people that are like, I'm so glad you lost. And I'm like, you think I lost? There you go. Like you, are you, you're talking about me. I didn't lose. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get together one night. We're going to take a little acid. Me and you're gonna do a photo shoot, and it's gonna be we're gonna be both naked. Okay, but you don't see penis. It's always hidden tastefully, a little bit like tastefully, the uh, okay. like the you know the um you know the famous image of uh, he just died recently. Um, you know uh, Magnum PI Tom Selleck. Oh yeah, the yeah, famous yeah. photo of Tom Selleck where he's laying on his side and he's got his chest out and there's kind of something in front of his crotch. We're gonna do photos like that. Where maybe you're going to be on your front and your foot's going to be kicked behind you like your <laughs> and you got coming out. a flower in your teeth and t- tails coming out. That'll be your photo. And my photo will be maybe I'm just maybe I'm just I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm in a bath and there's like soap suds in front of my cock and balls. Okay, I, I like this. And I, I'm the soap slipping out. I'm like oop. And we're just going to get that shot and that's going to be the photo we post to any trolling we receive. That will be it. You don't even involve yourself in the in the troll takedown. You just they go hey I'm glad you lost and you just send that photo and just go thanks babe. Yeah. It's just that fun. Yeah, I like that idea. Because yeah. I do, a lot of them are just like, I'm just like, okay, well, my girlfriend says I can have an open relationship as long as your boyfriend's cool with it, so where do you want to be? Well, like, that's the I comedian think, you guys were, let me do the heckle comeback. I know, and that's, I can't help myself sometimes. Like, I'm just That's like, when the trolls win, Alex. Oh, I know. I try to just, but I never, I'm like, hey, how dare you, blah, blah. I always turn it on them and just make it, I don't make it, I don't start a fight. Instead, I'm like, ooh, tell me more. I like yeah, this. Yeah. You know? That part's fun. It's fun. Sometimes when you do that, the trolls go 180. And they go, they go, oh, oh, I didn't expect you to respond. And actually, yeah. man, oh, that's pretty funny. Uh, you know you know what? You don't seem like a bad guy. Let me check out your stuff. Oh, like, dude. I've had that happen. <laughs> I've had that happen in real life. They just I had a guy. Noticed, I had right? a guy approach me in the park. Be like, I, I know who you are. I was like, oh, cool, dude. And I'm slacklining at the time. So I'm trying to get in the zen place. He's like, I'm, he's like, you want to roast me? And I was like, no, I really don't, man. And he's like, why? Because you're a pussy? I was like, no. He's like, I'll roast you. And I was like, you can do that if you want, man. I'm not going to do this game with you. And then I just said one little thing to him. I was like, okay, you want to play? I'll play. Said one thing. He goes, yeah. Well, what if I told you I think you fucking suck, man? And I was like, this is why I didn't want to do this with you, dude. And then he just comes. I was like, get out of here. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Comes back five minutes later. I just want to tell you. I was like, I don't want to talk to you. He's like, I just want to tell you. I thought you, you, you wear cool stuff and you're kind of funny. I'm like, thanks. 
what the fuck was like yeah like i wish you had done that first because i don't want to talk to you anymore some people so, want human connection i know and they show it in the most inhuman ways on you know platforms that don't really have much human connection yeah they just want to be loved yeah that's all anybody wants that's why i try to give so much love out how do you feel about doing um a double a co-headliner tour called the troll hug tour <laughs> and it would just be it would just be me and you and all of our haters can come to shows and we're just gonna fucking make them laugh for an hour or two and then we just afterwards we'll stay around anyone who wants a hug can come and have a nice hug. i love that idea troll hug I, tour. a troll hug tour yeah the calm down the hate, hug, tour. hate hug tour the makeup sex tour makeup sex tour now that's a good name i for mean that's it. maybe a promise we can't deliver on to you can't deli- you can't deliver it i can yeah <laughs> alex no, yeah um we've got to wrap it man it's beautiful this is so I'm, fun. I'm looking at time it's, it's, it's running away with us we talked for another two hours but I got to do another one in 25 minutes I know you're a monster today you are a beautiful beautiful man and a beautiful soul and uh, if you haven't ladies and gentlemen listened to the album yeah Hugs, what's the name of the album Hugs Drugs Pugs Make sure you check it. It's available on iTunes. To download, iTunes, Spotify, Spotify Amazon, wherever you want to get. If you want a physical, if you want a digital, if you if you want to listen to it for free. Are we free still talking Spotify. about the special? If you want a physical or a digital. Oh, yeah. Digi out. Um, make sure you check that out. Hugs, pugs. Hugs, hugs drugs, drugs, and pugs. pugs. You got it. Uh, also, make sure you follow them on social media. On Twitter, you are? At Hooper Hair Puff. And then on Instagram, at Same thing. Hooper, Hooper Hair, Hair Puff. Puff. Yep. Uh, and finally, also go and watch the the America's Got Talent clip. It's very, very funny. It's funny watching Mel B's face go even more sullen than it normally is. And yeah. Heidi just doesn't get it. Doesn't get it beautiful. at all. I compliment her twice and she doesn't get it. Howie Mandel can go fuck himself and I'll tell him that to his face if I ever see him. I'll be like, bro, you know what? You ain't fucking... And then he'll be like, dude, I don't want to do this with you. And I'll be like, oh exactly. my God. You want to put rubber gloves seven. over our heads and blow them up? Um, Simon Cowell you're a legend and the final thing is uh, also there's still copies of the, the pug calendar to no, buy I'm stunned now totally sold out that's a shame but note cards are coming like thank you cards like gift, like greeting cards are coming soon so maybe if they want to check out live dates if they want to see where what, what's coming up for you in terms of not just live shows but merch and all oh, that oh yeah hoopercomedy.com hoopercomedy.com yep. Alex Hooper you're a legend thank, thank you, you man Jeff. I love Appreciate you man. see you next time savages <laughs>